with Premier League officiating at an all-time low and the VAR controversy littered throughout the weekend, there was three majorly wrong VAR decisions, two of which the refs have come out and apologised for. On top of that, the weekend was littered with other poor refereeing decisions. We are going to get into all of that today, as well as preview the mega tie coming up this Wednesday as Arsenal take on Man City. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, can you all please hit that subscribe button? Absolutely free to do so with for regular football content every single week. Now, we've got to start with the, the trending topic of today, the weekend, with VAR. Now, we, we've had debates and, and you know, rages and, and anger before at refereeing decisions related to VAR. But this weekend, things went a little bit too far. So to keep you up to speed, if, you, if you've been living under a rock, the first one was in the Brighton versus Crystal Palace game. Brighton were disallowed a goal for a very obviously onside goal. The reason being was they drew the lines wrong. Human error. Another one was in the Arsenal versus Brentford game. Brentford were given a goal that was offside, wasn't given. And again, as we know, we'll get on to you, Reese, but that arguably cost Arsenal two points in the title race. Another one was the Chelsea versus West Ham game. Suchek in, I think, the 82nd minute made a wonderful save. And it wasn't VAR, but even in the Wolves game, a player got a second yellow card and sent off for seemingly nothing. So that's what we're going to get into today. Reese, I guess the, the most impactful VAR decision was Arsenal, arguably losing two points due to human error. Let's hear your thoughts on it. Is this going to cost you in the title race? What's your thoughts? I mean, no, I wouldn't say it would cost us a title race because we weren't going to win the bloody thing in the first place, oh, as I've said a hundred so times. Negative. It's not so negative. negative. It's, it's true. Look, what if they, if you want to point a game that cost Arsenal any chance of it, it was last week at Everton when they couldn't do it when the pressure was on. Simple as that. This VR decision, it's human error. I get it. People make mistakes. I'm not really that fussed about it. It's, it's papered over the cracks of what would have probably been a struggling 1-0 win, you know, only to be brought back to reality again, probably against City and most likely against Villa in any case. So it's not really that much of a big issue, in my opinion. It papers over the cracks. So, yeah, look, it sucks, but Arsenal have had how many decisions go their way as well this season? You know, there are times where they probably, you know, where they got goals or got things go their way when they probably shouldn't have done. So it just evens itself out, you know, and I think, yes, we can, you know, we can talk about it. But in my opinion, it papers over the, like I said, the mentality cracks that this team do not have. You know, they should be looking more at their defeat at Everton last week than the draw at home to Brentford on Saturday. I think you're being, I think you're being a bit too nice. But, um, well, Jamie, let, let's, for a minute... Ignore ignore the fact you're a, you're a diehard Man City fan. If this was you and you've got one all draw at home because of a dodgy VAR decision, you, you'd be absolutely fuming. Come on. Yeah, all biased aside, it, it was a perfectly good goal. I don't know why anyone's moaning. <laughs> it was great. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, great decision by the ref. No, like, obviously, 
you've got to be fuming because like Reese obviously isn't confident about winning the title, but these added points help you. And City can now go top, obviously playing more playing one more game, but they can go top on Wednesday, whereas before, if they got them two points, that wasn't a possibility. So and that I think just has a big effects on sort of like the whole rest of the season because it's still quite a long way to go you know Arsenal got what 17 games City 16 it's a long long season left really so the these little points here and there can can impact you because and I think what I think what impacts it more was the loss to Everton the week before if they didn't have if they beat Everton and then they drop points here I don't think it would be causing as much as a sort of worry around Arsenal about winning like being in the title race winning the title perhaps it's I think that's it and they're starting to worry but talking about the refereeing decisions there is human error sort of but that human error should be coming from the linesman in real time because the Premier League's at such a fast pace the referee can make these ones because there's much more reason for human error because the referee isn't going to see everything. The linesman isn't going to see everything. But when you've got videos that show you the angles you want to see, you can draw lines, it's just not good enough. And everyone slams VAR. It's not VAR that's the problem. Like That has been brought in to help referees, and they're still making these mistakes. It, it's, it's just not acceptable, considering how much money is going into the, into the game. The money still gets paid a lot to these refs. You've got big equipment with the VAR coming in. Everything will cost probably in the millions of all them. It's not acceptable and it's something we shouldn't be talking about constantly. It should be, this is what stops talking about the refs. But it seems to be constantly being brought up again. And it's just the same thing every time. The referees aren't doing their jobs right. So I don't think VAR is the issue, but the refs are. Yeah. And I think I think to that point, like you, you can accept, you, you can accept human error. That's the bottom point. But as you've said, the line are in real time, you know, the Arsenal one's a good example. There was, you know, within that one sort of free kick across, there was sort of two or three mini phases of play. So like a line missing that, completely understandable in real time because there was a lot of moving parts. But the whole point of VAR is to eliminate human error. Like you'll get you'll get some decisions that are subjective. Fair enough. That's a little bit more of a 50-50. You, you know, you can't completely eliminate that out of football. But the whole point of VAR is to eliminate human error. And in two massive games, in one weekend, human errors occurred. Now, for those of you who don't know, Howard Webb, who I believe is the head of VAR or, or the head of officials, has come out um, and publicly apologised to Arsenal and to Brighton. Now, Reese, obviously, an apology doesn't quite equate to two points in the league. And personally, I feel like that's more of an insult at this point to, to even apologise. Um, but I guess on the subject of apology, we'll, we'll get on to the Chelsea one now. Um, you know, I, I say momentum is... a. Uh, you know, it's hard to kill. And, and when you're in a bad moment, you don't get decisions. Now, the Suchek, the, the, the Suchek save, I think we have to call it that because the shot was on target and he, sa he saved it with his hand in the box. 
this was one where on every group chat, there was not a single person actually saying it wasn't a penalty, which trust me on WhatsApp groups, that is a big indicator that it's a blatant decision. Um, I, I don't know what more I can say. Again, human error, the refs, you can't see that in real time. But how on earth is VAR, is any human being looking at that on a camera and going, no, that, that that's not a penalty? So that is just a complete and utter farce. Um, and, and the fact that we don't, not that, not that it matters, right? An apology means absolutely naffle at this point. But why are Arsenal and Brighton getting an apology and Chelsea aren't? I, I don't get it. Um, I think with that one, though, the why they got the apology is because an offside is a definitive answer. You're offside or you're not. Some people can argue. I, I do agree that it was handball. You should have had a penalty. It's not that I'm playing sort of devil's advocate here. It's handball depends on where you are with your how, arm positioning and all things like that. So there is sort of an element of going, you know what, his, his hands were by his chest. It's not, it's not a penalty. So it is sort of someone's opinion. That's probably why you've yeah. not got the apology. Um, it was a penalty. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything against it. Although in the referee's defence, not that he really deserves one. The shot was pathetic going in. Suchek didn't need to save it. Top it, wasn't be a, it wasn't going to be a goal. <laughs> But, no, that's fair point. Yeah, no, no, no. No, that 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 that's the only thing I can see because it's a matter of opinion. It's not a yes or no. With the Brighton Palace one, that that's a, it's an offside. It's an offside decision where his leg is either offside or it's not. So that's where I think you get with with that. Yeah, I think the the worst one actually was that Brighton Palace one because with the Arsenal one. They felt a bit time pressured. They didn't. They tried to get the game back. Get, game keep going. They spent four minutes deciding the Brighton Palace goal. Sorry, disallowed goal, and still got it wrong. Sort of like VAR. You people will moan in the grounds, going, "Oh, it's taking long, taking long, taking long." But at least they should come to the right decision. Like I, I drawing the wrong lines, surely. I don't know how many people are in the VAR room. Do we? Does anyone know? I think four or five normally, at least. So th there's more than one person. If I'm drawing a line, there's other people there. I can go. I don't think that line's in the right place. Quite simple. No one, no one else hears you. So it's not like you'll get stick from fans and people like that. No one else hears that conversation that's happening in VAR with just amongst themselves. I think the commentators here between the ref and VAR, but I don't see how you've got so many people in the same room and then still give that after four four minutes. That's just not acceptable, and that is a problem. It's the same. It's the same one as sort of like I don't know if it's as bad, but the Wolves Liverpool one where they don't have a camera ready for that position. <laughs> Decisions like that aren't VAR's fault, and. The, I can only blame the referees, really. And I don't see what much more that can be done to solve it. That's the problem. What about the, the I think it's called semi-automated offside lines or whatever it's called, but it was in use at the World Cup. Um, I believe it's in use in the Champions League. Don't quote me on that. 
but you've got the automated offside lines, which to my knowledge has worked pretty well in the World Cup. Maybe that is the solution, bringing that into the Prem. Because that, if, if, if constantly, I mean, two, twice in a weekend is ridiculous. We've seen this happen before. We've seen the, the Wolves-Liverpool one. Surely the, this, this drawing of the Lions is just ridiculous. You know, it's not arts, arts and crafts class in, in a school. It is Premier League football and it needs to be correct. Um, and I, I, personally, for me, that's the only obvious solution. If the refs are going to consistently get it this wrong and, and the people in the VAR booths, you, you need to bring that into the Prem ASAP. And I don't see another, I don't see another way. But then what about like other decisions then? What about the goal? Um, what's his name? Uh Corne got disallowed against Chelsea earlier in the season. Should that have stood? No, listen, listen, I, I I'll admit that. It's all like swings roundabouts, isn't it? It's all swings and roundabouts. You know, if yeah. if that would have been given, it would have been a draw, wouldn't it? So you yeah, know, yeah. How much worse off would Chelsea have been trying to work out in my head quick maths? You know, if they Boys, get that yeah. penalty, yeah. would they be two points better off? You know, it's margins like that that make the difference, I suppose. But if yeah. it means that you'd still be on level points, then who really cares? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not familiar with that one. Was he offside? Not off. No, no so went down. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was given as a foul on Mendy um earlier in the season, Chelsea West Ham. Okay. Um and it, it just wasn't. It just sim- simply wasn't. Um, I, and I guess that is a good example to, to because obviously it's Chelsea West Ham again. That's a good example to say the classic, oh, it evens out throughout the course of the season. The reality is it, it doesn't. There's there's no way every team can have exactly the right amount. Get, of, it's of, not it's not exact, but it is sort of, I don't know, like you can say there's a bit of luck. Sometimes luck is running your way, but yeah. it's... Sort of one season, you'll get more. You'll get you'll get the plus, yeah. plus like positive. One season, you'll get the negative. Yeah. It does happen like that. Sort of. Obviously, I've seen a ton of this. It's mainly Arsenal fans. There's controversy. It's biased. They don't want Arsenal to win the league. No, that's like, that's what a load of crap. Like what a load of crap. Like I think every every club, every club has that sort of chip on their shoulder that thinks the world's against them. You know, I've said it a million times. Jamie, you've said it. And Reese, oh, you probably, um, you know, you've probably said it at some point as well. The League, we're booing the Premier League song, so yeah. we're, proper, be we're proper in that. <laughs> It'd be interesting get a VAR see. decision, we're getting relegated. So. It would be interesting <laughs> to see if there is a stat table on where you would be if every VAR decision you got went your way. That would be interesting because I don't really see it changing much. I think they said at the halfway point this season, like, there was 48 calls of VAR and 42 were right. So I think that like there's always going to be even if you get it down to the rule to a T, I think there's going to be what your opinion is, and I think even though people don't like that, but they're quite quick to offer their opinion on what it should be anyway. So I think that's a big element of it. I think personally, just stick it down to a T. You know, if the rule says it's hit his hand or whatever, then fine, that's a penalty. You know, I agree. The West Ham think that was a penalty, but. You know, it's it's a re- it'd be interesting to see what it actually, how many teams where they would be in the league. I wouldn't see it that much. You know, I honestly doubt Southampton would be in fourth place. So I think you know, they have done a VAR VAR if um how like VAR decisions have impacted you um in sort of this season. And to be honest, it really isn't. It doesn't change that much. Um, I'm Liverpool, find- Liverpool with the top. I think that was a couple of weeks ago, but Liverpool were at the top of that 
i.e. have had the most decisions go their way, I think, was the start. Oh, it's clearly Liverpool. broken. Liverpool, I told you. <laughs> yeah, so there's tons of sort of decisions. I think what like I've just quickly gone on, I've got ESPN in here. I don't know how true this is, but the sort of plus four is Liverpool, Fulham and Brentford. That's the best in the league. And the worst is actually a minus six for Brighton. Wow. So with sort of Brighton could be what six points better off if they if I weren't in play. Well, they're doing but, well as it is. Yeah, exactly. But I think with things like that, like it will it it nets off eventually. But I think it's more if it's a foul or not is opinion. If it's handball or not is slight opinion, some are more obvious than others. Offside should be the straightforward one that's always right. That's that's the problem I have with the sort of refereeing decisions. There should be it's a blatant rule whether you're off or not, and it's been overcomplicated. There are a lot of factors. It is an overcomplicated rule, isn't it? And you're trying to yeah. conjure every factor. If he's here and then he's moved here and then he's moved here, that's such an impossible thing to do. Like it'd be interesting if they can actually redo the the rule where there is a, just a genuine he's offside, but I suppose the argument for that is there'd be, never be any goals. Yeah. So it's it's a real hard, hard rule to to get. And But I do get you, though. You think that should be the one rule in VR that should be right every time, I suppose. Yeah, and to that point as well, I think the, I guess, you know, to defend referees and look, for, for, the, for viewers of the podcast, fun fact, all three of us are actually qualified, FA qualified referees, by the way. I'm not just wearing a ref shirt for the fun of it. Um, so we are qualified to to judge on this, but I think you've just got to, well, going back a step um, just quickly before we move on, you've got to be able to create consistency. And the problem is we have had examples of where we've tried to make a rule collectively as a league, like the handball rule, where if it touches your hand, it is a foul. And the problem is we're, we're bringing that in you try and get rid of the subjectivity, but we, we all saw, and they've changed it since, that actually made it worse because you got some absolutely ridiculous examples of where his hands by his side. So I don't think there is a perfect solution. And I do think, you know, fans and pundits will probably moan either way. <laughs> but I do think the bottom line is th- the standards need to improve. And there does need to be a bit more consistency, particularly on, on offside decisions that are clearly undisputable. But it is what it is. Refs, you know, all three of us are qualified. So Premier League, give us a shout if you uh, if you need some better refs. Um, but now it is time to move on. We obviously started with the the Arsenal Brentford in terms of them dropping points, and what this means is now that the big game this week on Wednesday, which is Arsenal versus Man City, becomes a little bit more juicy. So, Jamie, I will come to you first as a guest city. Well, I don't want to say the team in form, but you know, you're off the back of a win, maybe feeling a bit better than Arsenal. Are you confident? How do you see this game playing out? Is this the title decider on Wednesday? Um, I was thinking it was going to be. I did say, I think it was before the Everton game, I said this will be the title decider. Because because Arsenal started dropping points, it's not as much the title decider 
title decider as if Arsenal won both their games and let's say City and Arsenal both on their games. I think then it would be, but with them starting to show a little bit of vulnerability because the Everton game, I think they weren't, they were fairly poor. And then Brentford, I didn't watch all of it. I've watched the highlights and seen what other people have said, Arsenal fans, uh, Brentford fans. Brentford were very good and probably actually did deserve a point at at least in that game. Forget the decision on it. Um, So Arsenal aren't, you know, playing that like they had been for the previous, what, 19 games. So that's slight boost for me. And the fact that we've narrowed it down to, what, three points with Arsenal having a game in hand. And we've got to play them twice. So technically that six points could just go and then we'd be top on goal difference. Um, I am, I'm still not that confident, though, on Wednesday. Because the first half against Villa, we looked very good. We had that point to prove after the whole allegations. Um, but when it came down to the sort of second half, we showed a bit of complacency. We showed a bit of vulnerability again. And v- Villa punished us with one goal, which I think was more our un- own undoing, but it's happened too many times. And Arsenal will punish us. Punish us. Like, the front four will... will sort of be all over that, especially with the, the sort of pace they've got. Um, so I'm, I'm, I I would actually probably take a draw now. That's probably it. And then we'd have to win at the Etihad kind of thing. That's kind of where I'm going with it. Wow. I'm not sure I've ever heard you say you'd, you'd be happy with a draw. That is, a, I guess that's a compliment to Arsenal. Reese. I know you've been probably a more pessimistic Arsenal fan. How do you see this game playing out? Because this is you. This is a cup final. This is, you know, this is big. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pessimistic. I'd say realistic and ignore the fact I'm wearing sky blue. But, um... <laughs> it's Lazio, not not City for those fans who uh, yes. are about to lose their shit. Um, so, I don't think this is the title decider. I think Arsenal going to Villa is a much more important game. Because I think there's a whole mentality thing that I've said a hundred times. It is a mentality game. City have it. Arsenal do not. It was prime example when they went to Everton. New manager, lunchtime kickoff. A crowd that's famous for getting in your face. Look at that performance they put in. That was complete dross. Absolute rubbish. And they consider go, oh, Everton nullified the game. That was tactical in it then. If, if you can't go, you know, it, it was poor. And then you could look at their faces at the end of the game. They look shocked. What happens? They go to they play Brentford last week, a game which they have to bounce back. If you can't bounce back when you have to bounce back, what are you going to do? You know, they're not it's poor and they get a draw. They scrape to draw in reality. They can say all three points or they like they've only papered over the cracks. If we're going away to Villa in October, completely different ball game, win comfortably. But we're going away to Villa where we have to start getting results, and we're going at a lunchtime where Unai Emery has Arteta's number. Again, the crowd are going to be up for it. You know, all that hard work against City, whatever they get, could be completely undone there. That's that's the more important game. And that's not me disrespecting City. I think City are going to go and steamroll it because they have that momentum now to do it. They, they just, It's just craziness. You know, Arsenal really have to up their game on Wednesday and, and I don't think they can cope with the pressure. Just watch 
our podcast from last year about the top four. I said they wouldn't be able to cope with the pressure because they don't have that mentality to do it in that yeah. state. It's not a criticism. It's just they're not ready for the title yet. And that, that's just, just what it is. I think, But the game is massive for, for Arsenal's general mentality if they want to win the title. I think on your point, and, and look, we all said it. We did the podcast at the end of last season. We said Arsenal are a momentum team. When it's going well, it's going great. But as soon as they lose a game, heads go down. And every bit of evidence this season, until this, you know, these last two, three weeks, has actually suggested otherwise. Arsenal, you know, despite what you say, Reese, Arsenal have come on leaps and bounds this season. They have bounced back when 1-0 down at home and away. You know, that's not an Arsenal, you know, that's not been a characteristic of an Arsenal side for, for 10 years plus. So I do think they have shown a lot this season that they are moving forward, regardless if they don't win the title. They've improved, yeah. They've become a top four team. You know, they've gone toe-to-toe with some of the better teams. Have done. I'm saying it's improvement, but next year they now need to build on that and go, OK, when our, when we've got to go, when, it, when, when you know, they're going to be in our face, we're going to have to go and win. That's their next step. That, that's yes. all it is. It's not a criticism. It's just, just how, you know, coaching and general football should work. And, and to your point, let, let's play devil's advocate for your point. If you go and beat Man City at home when you're out of form for a few games, you've got to then start to sit here and go, this this seriously could be our year. Because to go and beat Man City at home would be such a step forward for Arsenal. It would make it even more impressive the fact you're sort of out of form. I do think it's such a big opportunity for you guys. And... I will go as far as to say this game will define the title. And what I mean by that is if City go and win here, it's done. I don't care what anyone says. If City go to your ground when you're in bad form and go and beat you to go level on points, obviously you're with a game in hand. For me personally, I think it's done. Your your confidence, your momentum, everything will be shot. City will be a, a, absolutely buzzing. However, if you go and beat them, why can't you go and win the league? Because it goes to Villa. And I think as well, our games, I know City have a better squad. Our games, when you look at, again, the mentality side of some of them games, they've still got to go to Anfield away. Regardless of how Liverpool are playing right now, those fans are going to be like, oh, Arsenal coming to town. Let's have it. Okay, they're going to be up for that. They've still got, I mean, Newcastle away is a bit of a different one near the end of the season, different time to last year because they're probably playing Newcastle, they're happy where they are. You know, they're not, they're, they're all exhausted because they've had such a great season. Wolves at home on the last game. Different game. They'll probably be well safe by then. That's absolutely fine. It's going to Villa away that's going to be the problem. It's going to be... I can't remember who else we've got to play now. Um, you know, we've got Palace at home. That might be a different different game depending on where Palace go on the table. We've still got Southampton at home who, yes, they've been terrible. But if we've got a plan when they need the three points, we've proven that we tend to give them the three points. So it's, it's how that run of fixtures goes. And I just don't think them particular away games like Villa are in our favour. I don't know. I still, I still think you've come on a lot. I know, you know, you, you've beat Spurs, you know, That's Spurs. Everyone yeah. saw, everyone saw gone Spurs. Toe to toe. Gone, like I said, it's an improvement. Gone toe-to-toe, but people are going to be so upset if they start to drop to third or whatever. It's not. Top four was the aim. That's all it needs to be. You know, it's just, yeah, it's disappointing when you go toe-to-toe of everyone else and and you let it slide, but it's a massive improvement. It's nothing to be disheartened about. It's just realistic. Well, Jamie, you know, well, I'm going to make the case for Arsenal here, but you have gone away, sorry, Arsenal have gone away to Spurs 
beat them 2 0, unreal performance. City didn't didn't do that. They lost. You've gone to Chelsea away. You look bloody good. You beat us. You know, City did beat us, but didn't look great. Is this a City team that has lost a bit of, I don't know what you call it, you know, a bit of their, yeah. a bit of their edge? Because that yes. is a big case for that, Arsenal here. We have, and I said it in the summer when we got rid of Jesus and Sterling. I thought we just lost that little bit of pace. And I do feel like that's something we are missing attacking-wise. And I think that showed a little bit at the start of the season, especially when you had Mares not in as good form as he is in now. Um, so it does, it. there is a little bit. And I do actually think there's been problems and Pep's come out and said this. Some players after the World Cup have not come back with the right attitude. Their heads have dropped when they're on the bench. For example, Cancelo, who's now gone. Um, and another one was Walker. Pep's come out and said Walker's attitude wasn't good enough. Um, and he's now getting back in the side because Pep's been Pep's probably shown, I don't care who you are, you'll be gone if you're and you won't play if you're gonna be like that. I think to be honest, the whole atmosphere around City, I think after Pep's interview about the whole chart the Premier League charges is something that actually could spur us on a little bit. Because what I, I think I said it to you you two in the chat when the Villa game went on, we we stopped the ball when there was an injury and it wasn't a head injury or anything like that. I don't want that. And I'm hoping Pep does this as well. I want the mentality of everyone is against us. So we're going to become a closer knit group and we're going to go for it. That's what I want us to, that's what I want us to do. And I think City fans do want that as well showing up when they showed up before the game, flares going around, you had banners, whether you agree with the banner of the lawyer or not, it's a different matter. But it's that mentality is going around City because we know we can still win this title. It's not like when I say I take a draw, it's because I still think we could do better than our, I think if we lose, it's a massive blow. But if we draw, it's still within our grasp and it still puts pressure on Arsenal because we're chasing them. That's why I take the draw, because I feel like the losing is such a big blow to the title race for us. But yeah. if we draw, it's not a bad result going away to Arsenal because Arsenal's home form is phenomenal. And it's something that's actually, even under sort of Wenger, it was something that actually kept them getting fourth place. It's not been something like... People don't like the Emirates. Like, I don't think the Arsenal fans still preferred Highbury to the Emirates kind of thing, but they've been so good at the Emirates. And that's why I'd take a draw, because Arsenal will be up for it. Um, but then when they come back to the Etihad, you'll see City will be really up for it. And I think that's where we'd sort of go, bang, here's, here's three points we've taken off you. Then we're going to press in, we're going to go and get the rest. So that's where it's like, don't lose it now. Fight for it at the end. Yeah. Um, but in terms of City, I think our problem has actually been a bit more defensively as well. Because we've had <laughs> Ake and Akanji being our most played centre-backs, and that's due to injuries. And I think Neville's been going on about it, going, you don't really win a title with Akanji and Ake as your centre-backs. Which I think is a bit harsh, because they've not been awful. 
And uh, to be fair, I think Ake's been superb. He's had to play centre-back and left-back, and he's done a great job throughout the whole season. Akanji has come in and done well for a, I think it was like £12 million price. But he, but I do agree with Neville, he isn't Diaz, he isn't Laporte, he isn't John Stones. But I'm hoping with them playing Villa, he's gonna, they're going to start playing more, and that's where we can build on. But that's why I don't want us to lose it at the Emirates away. And I'd rather just fight for it the rest. I, I generally would take a draw now. 1-1, one, one, yeah. done. Let's get on to the next one. Whoever we've oh, we got Forest away. That's not going to be like Reese easy game, like um, tough games. That's going to be a tough game. Forest are going to be absolutely up for it. I can't wait to go. Um, haven't been Forest before, so that's a new stadium for me. But it's going to be, they're going to be rocking. So I think both teams have got tough games, but I'd back us to keep going. That's how yeah. I see it. And ju- just to build on Jamie's point there, he said a lot of good things. First of all, he says about, you know, they're criticising like Akanji, etc. at the back. They, they and centre-backs would walk into most teams in that league. So to, you know, to have them as your backup goes to show their strength and depth, number one. Number two, Jordan, you said it when you said, you know, City went away to Stamford Bridge and didn't really play well, but got the three points. That's the difference maker. They can go and play games and not play well and get a result. If you look at when Arsenal played poorly, do they win? Draw to Brentford, go away to go away to Everton, lose. Okay, look at it last season, the same same aspect. And I know a lot of people said they put in a good performance at Old Trafford earlier in the season, but they were still pretty poor. Like United, you know, batted three goals against them. You know, if if United are supposed to be the poorer team and you concede three goals in that manner, you know, that, that's a sign. If when Arsenal play poor, they don't seem to win. And that's the big psychological edge I go on about. And you know, it's a strength and depth thing as well. I could say that have Arsenal improved the team in January? No, they've added depth. They've not improved the team. I know it's difficult to do that in January, but sometimes you might have to be a bit bold. I don't know. That that's just is what it is. But they're the big contributing factors there, and he's right. And if City get a draw, the psychological edge there of the pressure that goes on Arsenal now, really, we should have gone for the three points. It's a huge, huge psychological edge, and I just don't think Arsenal have that psychological edge yet. It's something to learn from. But it's, it's nothing that they have yet. But in terms of title-winning credentials and looking at a team, now look, we can all make the case for Man City. They've, they've been there, they've done it a million times, they've come back from eight-point deficits and so on. So you would still assume that, that City are favourites. But going back to the previous point, this we've not seen this from City. We've not seen Pep lose his you know, shit at players to the point where a world-class player as, as Cancelo is actually left not just issues, but left the club. You know, players... Very so, Ferguson, oh, I, isn't it? Us yeah. against them. Yeah. And it's worth Ferguson did this. He, You had the hairdryer incident. He got rid of so many big names. And but I don't think it was mid-season. I don't remember a mid-season situation where all the players were falling out and the manager lost his head and they still won the title. Maybe Ferguson was an anomaly to that, but... I'll be honest, I can't really remember that, but I think Pep's done it for a done it for two sort of reasons it's, it is a bit of mind games as well like it's something Mourinho would do he'd call out certain players to get a reaction out of them Alex Ferguson would do it he wouldn't just let players he he called out sort of Pep called out City fans called out players called out everything Ferg, I, saw, I saw an article from a United fan going don't criticise Pep and City fans Ferguson did the exact same thing mid-season it's something that they do they do do to get a reaction. 
and that's what that's what they want. They want a reaction. If you're t- like, and they want like to be fair, like the Emirates have done it without that really, and they've been buzzing this season. Like I've seen loaded load of videos doing it, um, sort of like they're flaring before the game, getting up for it, and, and that's what we want. At, that's what they want at City, like they did against Villa. That's what Ferguson tried to do as well. So I don't actually think it's a problem. But we didn't with Aubameyang last year. Let him go. Arguably, we're a better side. You know, Pep's yeah. not afraid to make the decisions because he's a manager, and that's what managers should be doing. And you know, he could have settled with that same squad. I know we're going to round up, but he could have settled with that same squad. Things might not have changed. Sometimes you just need to give it that jolt, whether it's bringing in a bigger, a better player or letting a big name go to show what the situation is. And that showed, I'm the boss. Let's get on with this. And the team have rallied as a result, in my opinion. Cool. Well, let's, before we wrap up, let's give our score predictions or spoilers, if you if you will, um, for the game on Wednesday. I will kick things off. I'm going to go for a bold prediction. I'm going to go for 2-1 Arsenal. Makes no sense because they've lost momentum. But I've just got a feeling everything... The whole season will go into that performance on Wednesday. I think Arteta has done tactically well against Pep earlier on. So I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal to make the title race very, very interesting. Jamie, what's your score predictions? Tactically well against Pep. He slapped us all three times. No, 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 no. In the <laughs> FA Cup. FA Cup, it was a 1-0. It was dead Still even game. <laughs> dead even game. Still beat us. Um... I want to say a City win because that's what I normally predict. I'll take a 1-1, but I'm going to back City. Let's go. Let's go for it. 2-1. Haaland is going to get both because I've triple captained him and he deserves to give me something for getting subbed off at half-time. Yeah, you're only about 50 points behind <laughs> on uh, on Rashford on that one. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Reese, round us off. 1-0, but I fear Arsenal are going to try too hard. Which is silly as that sounds, I think they're going to put too much of their heart into it. And I think that's what might be their downfall. Well, there you have it. Fully split on the score predictions. At least one of us will will be right about the result. As always, thank you for tuning in. Hit us up in the comments. We're on Instagram, TikTok and obviously YouTube and Spotify. Um, But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh, 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 oh,